Welcome to our Christmas podcast series for 2022. Look, we're really excited about Christmas this year, so we've put together this series to maybe help you prepare and plan for what should be a splendid occasion. I'm Joe. And I'm Father Neil. And we're both from the Catholic Inquiry Centre. Gifts are um, a quintessential part of Christmas. They're an icon. Um, Many people sometimes think of Christmas as being one of sharing gifts. But what's important is let's be sensible when we're choosing gifts. Um, Let's be wise to make sure the gifts we choose fall within our budget. But let's also understand that gifts um, aren't just physical items, but sometimes it can be the people who are in our lives. Or it could be the gift of someone telling you a story, or the gift of sharing some skills. Father Neil, what are your thoughts on gifts? They are very important. Even looking back now as a much older person to my childhood, I remember one Christmas in particular, and I woke up very early, and our gifts would be in a little pillowcase at the end of the bed, and I burrowed in, and I found an annual that my parents had given me. And as a young kid, I was an avid reader. So I started reading at probably be about half past four, and I was so excited, I kept on reading and reading, And by the time that my parents came and and sort of rustled round and found where we all were, I'd actually read about half of it. It was meant to last a year, and I'd read about half of it. But it does bring back that sense of excitement and joy. And giving of gifts is an indicator of how we treasure people and how we want them to have things which will bring them happiness and joy. But as you said, Joe, it can have a downside because... These days, especially with credit cards and being able to buy things and pay later, sometimes poorer families especially find that after Christmas the next two months are really pinching and scrimping because they've overextended themselves. It also has the unfortunate thing in our society that we do live very much in a a throwaway society. You only have to go to the tips where people dump their rubbish and see the extraordinary amount of stuff we throw away. And you can often think of kids especially get so enthusiastic. You know, a little boy wants a league jersey he's seen and is really begs his parents for it and in the end they give in despite the fact it's very expensive. Two months later he's moved on to something new and it just sits at the back of the wardrobe until it's probably thrown out. And unfortunately, that sort of sense of everything being consumable and discardable and get ridable sort of permeates our society. In some ways, the better gifts are things that are handmade or things which lead to hobbies or things that kids can invest in and grow and develop in. And that's where sometimes skills or time is the greatest present we can give our kids. But that's a very demanding in our society. But it's certainly worthwhile thinking about very, very greatly. In this context, the story of the three kings who brought the Magi, who brought gifts to Jesus, is a very illuminating one. I'll just go through those three gifts because various writers have pointed out each of them has a deep symbolism. One of them is a thing called frankincense, which is, uh, comes in the form of tiny little granules, crystals, which you burn, and they have a beautiful, beautiful odour. And of course, they were 
burnt in temples as a sign of reverence for God's divinity. The sign and the smell rising up, a sense of that beauty and the dignity of God. It's a reminder that every God lives in every child, no matter how difficult or burdensome they are. And children can be difficult and burdensome. But in some ways, we also see signs of extraordinary wisdom and love and goodness of them. And that's because every child, no matter how difficult or burdensome, is a gift of God. The second gift, of course, was gold, and that's a symbol of earthly kingship. Kings are surrounded by vessels and armor and all sorts of gifts of gold. And that's a reminder that this Christ child is somebody I must revere and follow, that his rule of love should shape my entire life and values. And gold is something that doesn't perish. It keeps on and on and on. And if we keep on burning, burning a shit, it will keep on being glowing and we'll see it as something beautiful. And the final gift, of course, was myrrh, which is an embalming ointment. It was often put on people when they died um, to help them in their journey to the next life and to be our last mark to them of how much even their body meant to us. So it's a reminder of God's gift of life and death to each one of us. It's also a reminder that suffering will always be part of my life that I sometimes need to embrace, but in embracing it, it can lead me to God. When I think about the giving of gifts, it's easy to see that giving gifts to people you love is, is, is great and it's a joy in many ways, but Christian giving goes beyond that. We don't give just to please people or win their approval. We don't win them to our side by flattery or half-truths. What we have to realize is that they are of value in themselves. And even sometimes the people we can find difficult in our work or in our relationships in our neighborhood may be people who've got gifts to bring us that we aren't even aware of. When we come to them humbly, they may gift us with all sorts of realities we didn't know about. So just to finish off, I want to illustrate that by a beautiful story by the uh, Indian mystic Tagore. And he has this story of two poor friends in a little Indian village. One of them was a fisherman and the other one was a beggar because he was still slightly disabled and it was very difficult for him to work. In the estate, they had a prince who was extraordinarily generous, very blessed, and even seemed to have the gift of miracles at time. And they were very excited because they had heard he was coming to their village. So all the people crowded into the big square, and this guy who had the impairment was able to sort of wriggle to the front. And he thought, what a wonderful gift it would be if in passing by, the prince even noticed me and said something to me. So they came into the village square and the excitement gradually rose. They heard the sound of drums and trumpets in the distance, heralding the arrival of the prince. And so everybody bowed their heads down because this was a such important person. And the poor man thought to himself, wouldn't it be incredible 
if he actually did come and say something to me. So he had his head down there, it was total silence, and then he heard a little bit of a padding, and he realised it's coming towards me. And after a while he looked down, and below his eyes he could see this pair of beautiful golden slippers with little jewels on, and he knew that the prince was standing in front of him. And he thought, my God, what if he asks me, what present could I give you? What would I ask for? And in a time of silence, there came a beautiful voice and it said, What have you got to give me? And the poor man couldn't believe. He thought, I must have heard that wrong. And then the voice came again. What have you got to give me? So the poor man was stunned. He reached into the little bag he used to carry around what he owned with him. And he realized that he did have a loaf of bread there, which was going to be his food for the day. So he broke it in half, pulled out half of it and handed it up without daring to look at the prince. Then without saying anything, the prince wandered away. Later on in the day, the two friends were by the river and they were talking about this experience. And the fellow said, well, I was sure he would ask me what I wanted and he would give me something wonderful. But that's not how it worked out. Anyway, I'm hungry now. So he put his hand into his bag and pulled out the half loaf of bread that was still there and it had been transformed into pure gold. I love that story because there's something very profound and mysterious and beautiful in there. So as you give gifts this Christmas, realise that they are far more than just commercial transactions and baubles for others. They're actually a sign of God's love and giftedness to us. Thank you for that brilliant summation, Father Neil, and those different perspectives on the concepts of gifts and gift giving. And thank you to you, our audience. Um, Please do continue joining us as we prepare for Christmas in 2022.